vertical line, vertical line next to a smaller vertical line, two parallel vertical lines of the same size, vertical line, horizontal line. Welcome to I Will Save You From The Future. Ed, how you doing? I'm doing well. What the hell just happened with that intro? What was that? What, there are two what types were the lines? Of, there are two types of people in this world, Ed. People who will have got it and people who wish they hadn't. Right. Well, greetings, Chris. How are you this week? Uh, I'm doing real good. I was at a wedding this weekend and I am uh, underslept. I see. Well, that sounds like fun. Did you have a good time at the wedding? Did the bride and groom have a good time? That's the most important thing. They had a great time. They loved me. I was there. (laughs) Um, It was actually an interesting one. First for me, uh, an an ex of mine. Right. um, Who I'm still very, very good friends with, obviously. Sure. Um, Otherwise you wouldn't be at the wedding. Yeah, and I was at their wedding, and it was great. And her fiance, who I'd never met, um, we we got along like a house on fire. Friends, the people for life. burning to death. That was the two of you guys. Yeah, yeah, we burned people to death. Yep, good stuff. Good stuff for a wedding. Yeah, so I'm I'm tired, a little tired, and it's very hot in my room, as I'm probably t- said before. Yeah, you and I have both had a conversation of what we call our ball fans, which it's, we've had to turn off for the sake of this podcast, yeah, which is a crying both, shame. We both have fans aimed at our junk, which are sadly have to be off because of sound. Sigh. Um, so I'm here with my... I've just already finished my water. Good stuff. That's a great start. Let's hope this doesn't go south for the next hour. Yeah, um, and I've got some just fantastic, uh, I've just got some really, really, really strong suggestions. Um, the Discord particularly, those guys were on fire this week. They were absolutely on fire. I, Pineapple, Vimlapop, Iman, so many different people throwing out all kinds of suggestions. I put out the call yesterday and I had to scroll through maybe a thousand messages to find oh, and just take screenshots of all my favorite ones. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that this will be a really, really great, strong episode where we don't have to do very much work because as the inventors, <laughs> because they've done it all for us. That's the ideal. So Chris, do you have a strong start for us? Uh, I do. Uh, well, I have, I picked this one out because it's something I wish I had myself right now, right this second. Go on. For, for reasons I've already explained. When Valerie is Koziri... Valerie on the Discord suggested sleep fridge. I got very excited. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is there more or is it just nope. sleep fridge? Sleep fridge. A I sleep think it fridge. Says it all. I don't think it does, Chris. Like so what a... does it do? Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that a morgue? Uh, well. Or is yeah. there way a sleep fridge is being cryogenically frozen, isn't it? I'm well, I'm just imagining a like a cold bed. A cold bed? Like a really like what if it was like one of those big, you know, the big um, cabinet freezers? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. But Only... in my head, it's for dead people. Okay, take all the, f- okay, the, the like crispers that they keep bodies in in the morgue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Take one of those. Okay. Make it nice and comfy. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've got it. Make it easily accessible and open. Make it so you can open it from the inside. Yep, I'm there. I can I can feel it. I could sleep in that. Okay. Would you want it in the dark? I don't like the idea of it being dark. A cool bed, I like the idea Isn't of. Isn't it dark when you sleep? Well, yeah, it is. But it's not like pitch blackness, like you're sealed in. And that's what I being in a morgue that. would be like. Would you, what, you want to sleep like... Like, in a, like a vampire in a coffin? Yes. 
Oh, you okay, don't fine. know this about me, Ed. I've never heard that question answered so fast. Oh, no, Ed, this is something you don't know about me. With Your vampiric obsessions. Our friendship is leveling up right now, right this second, okay? Because I on. actually, that is a thing that I love, is what? being um, being constricted when I sleep. Right, I thought we were getting into something very specific there. I'm a huge fan of just, like, I, I need to be in control of it, obviously. I don't want to be, like in a situation i can't get out of that's different but if if i am i'm in control of it but i am like pressed up between two uh like things or in like a very tight space love that why is it the the pressure that you like or is it the comfort and security i think it's just it's just the feeling of security the feeling that i can't really like i can't be hurt i've got stuff either side roll of me. anywhere or fall out of anything yeah nothing can happen to me in my little coffin bed i mean i can kind of see what you mean so yes i would sleep in in a in a sleep fridge and it would be the best sleep i've ever had well, my housemate has an amazing invention, which in my head, a sleep fridge would kind a sleep fridge or a, like, you know, a sleep bed or a sleep fridge would kind of be. Mm. He's got one of those towels that's made of that weird material that when you wet it, dry it and then flick it about so it cools down that water, it stays cold forever. What? It's witchcraft. I'm having a hard time. What? So imagine if you will. A very, very big handkerchief mm. made from that sort of mesh-like material that some gym kit is made of. What is this thing called? I need to Google it. I don't know, but you can Google, like, cooling towel. Cooling towel. But basically, yeah, you wet it, you dry it, but then you spin it around or hold it up to a fan or something, and that effect of the water in it cooling down from the air okay. retains that coolness. Well, that's but it's also dry. Well, that's what the sleep fridge is made out of. Okay, so it's basically a mattress cover made out of that. Yes, only also it's like a cupboard on the ground that you can close. <laughs> well, this is the bit I'm struggling with. I don't <laughs> mind the temperature regulation. What I kind of mind is the idea that it's some kind of hideous coffin. <laughs> okay, well, agree to disagree. Okay, fine. Because that's my idea of Nirvana. Okay, well, if, if we're not going to agree on that, maybe we might disagree on pineapple suggestion, or maybe agree. But they've suggested a cloud-hosted school locker so that you can access your stuff from any locker anywhere. Mm. Now, didn't Harry Potter explore this idea with the cupboard that yes, you put things in? Yes, and again, in? I'm duty-bound to tell everyone that this is not a magic podcast. Yeah, we're that's the only thing Harry I'm Potter concerned about. Cast, thank you very much. But, but I like that idea. I, did, I liked it also. I think we can take it in a sci-fi direction. What about fridges doing the same thing? You know, oh, you man. could have a cool lunch. There's that, you that amazing. Um, I just rewatched some of the Marvel movies, and I uh, I did Spider-Man: Homecoming. There's that amazing little moment. Great movie. Where uh, the tinkery inventor guy, who's played by that guy who was in Easy and... Oh, the tinkery, um, yeah, yeah. Other stuff. Uh, you know, the, they have those four balls, the alien balls that make a make a kind of phase... Like, you can attach them to a surface and they make a Oh, the opening. matter phase cubes, yeah. Yeah. He just, use, he just throws them at the fridge and uses it to, like, reach into the side of the fridge and get a Coke at one point. Does he? 
Yeah, like there's a little throwaway scene where he's tinkering and they're having a conversation. I think it's when the Birdman shoots the the uh, lackey for being an idiot. Oh, that bit, yeah. And the tinker is just there at his desk and he like throws the balls at the side of the fridge because he can't be bothered to get up and open the fridge. I mean, that's... And he creates a hole in the side of the fridge and gets a coke out. That sounds perfect. It's really, but really obviously good. obviously we need that to be, rather than that, we need to be able to access that food from anywhere. Mm. I'm having a hard time without the invention of transportation, like teleportation. Yeah. Until, that's where this all comes down to, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, until we've, like, licked wormholes, I don't think it's gonna... I never thought I'd hear someone say that phrase out loud. But <laughs> here it is. Don't you love to lick a good wormhole? Sometimes. Oof. Sometimes. I'm going to have to censor that whole bit. <laughs> I I think maybe in the meantime, until we've figured out literal wormholes, um, maybe it's in, maybe it's like we can make copies of everything. Maybe there's like one like Omega locker at home that has your OG stuff in it. Right, but what? So then it, it then, duplicates itself, and that follows yeah, it you would, around. Yeah, it would. It would like you would then go to say like an Amazon locker. Uh, you know, there'd be like a grid of lockers, or there'd just like be one locker and a queue of people like waiting to get their stuff. Or what would it? The, would you three D print this food from some kind yeah, of? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe it like three D prints. It like scans. Can you get stem cells for matter? You know how stem cells can become any body cell. Can you do that with matter? Is there anything that can become anything? Or is that not how matter works? Well, I mean, the stem cells of matter is like the atoms that it is in it. Right. And atoms are based on a limited, a finite number of, of like, base elements. Right. So, yes. Yes, it's called the periodic table. But. Okay. <laughs> there's, a, I think, I, I'm no physicist. Chemist. Sure. Chemist. 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 I'm no chemist, boy. But I think there is a, a limited way that some of them interact with others or, and that we interact with them. And sometimes to create sh certain things, you need lots of heat or time or pressure or um, damp. Damp. Or okay. light. So, so how are we going to utilize our knowledge of all this? to make copies of things in your locker. Okay, well knowing knowing what I've just laid out about the the pieces of everything that exist in the the small world that we can't see without my, microscopes. Sure. We have a 3D printer in the lot in the back of the locker and maybe the back of the locker is like the size of a van. <laughs> right. <laughs> to facilitate all of this. Okay. The back of the locker is like a big 3D printer machine, but also in there is like valves for heat, light, damp, pressure, uh, age, dinosaur carcass. What you're implying is it's one of those amazing Coke machines that has every flavor of Coke imaginable, but for matter. I smell a Segway. I smell a Segway. Because did you see the submission from Bound? Our good friend Bound on the... On I the, didn't. Why? What did Bound suggest? In the Discord, Bound literally said, Coca-Cola freestyle machine mixed with something. What? And he left the something up to us. So matter 
We've done matter. it. I mean, but ba- actually, what actually Bounds' exact words were, um, but I'm not sure what that something could be. Help me out. Okay, so this sounds like an idea um, he's already trying to do. Shame on, shame on you, Tom Bound, Thomas Bound, because obviously, obviously, your first port of call should be sources. I mean, right? Ketchups and stuff. Yeah, but how many? There's not like there's varietals of ketchup. Yeah, there are barbecue. But that's ketchup. But then there's like a hundred different kinds of barbecue sauce alone. Hot sauce. The man collects hot sauces. I mean, yeah, okay, hot sauce and barbecue sauce, yeah, but ketchup is just ketchup. Like ketchup and I'm ta- well, mustard. I'm talking got table French sauces, Dijon. though. I'm talking all, just... all manner of okay. table sauces. And you're like, well, I want to start with a tomato base, but I want to throw in some <laughs> garlic. I want to throw in, like, those those disgusting subhumans who like mix up mayonnaise and ketchup until it's like a pink mess those people would be in heaven with a a with a fucking i don't know if they would because you lose the option to concoct it yourself and maybe that's part of the ritual that those people enjoy and you're stripping them of that right by just giving it to them literally on a plate okay well they're they're gross perverts and i don't want to sell them anything so well, fine. <laughs> you did mention 3D printing in your school locker matter idea, and that actually, interestingly, kind of brought me onto one that Vimlapop recommended on Discord, which was a 3D printer or mood ring that prints emojis depending on how you're feeling. I like. But it. I kind of, in my head, I went, I went on a massive train of thought with this, mm. and to me, I imagined it being haunted, <laughs> and so. <laughs> It's instead of printing emojis, it prints threatening symbols, and you just don't know why. So you'll just get you'll get a really threatening note printed out, like whoa. That would be in line, actually, because I every mood ring I've ever owned has been haunted. They keep, what? Keep, Hang on, wait, why? What's happened to you in the past? It just goes. It's just poltergeist. Like, it's just like black, and I look at the thing, and it's like you're really existentially sad, and you think too much, and I'm like, no, I'm having a good time. I. But that sounds exactly like you. <laughs> that ring sounds like it's got you spot on. Okay, so let's before we delve into why you think how you're gonna justify your ghost-ridden version. Can we talk about the functional <laughs> it's not version? Actually, well, yes, we can. So let's talk about a functional version. So let's say it's it's both the mood ring connected to the 3D printer. The mood ring will give you... So let's say you're happy. You probably don't need much. So they'll probably give you something little, like a sign that just says, great job. Yeah. If you're feeling a bit shit, the mood ring goes, hey, cheer up. Here's the word puffin written in noodles. Oh, so, okay. So is it trying to help you or is it just trying to express how you feel, right? Well, this is where the haunted part comes in, Chris. A haunted one would try and screw you a bit and maybe push you towards making silly okay, mistakes. So you're or... like you're um at you're on a date and you're you're leaning in like it's gone really well, you've had a lovely time, you took her to spaghetti house. Uh oh, it, it thinks went... you've got violent diarrhea. <laughs> it went very well, but as you lean in as you lean in for the kiss, your watch starts like pelting out little um little skull emojis. 
Exactly. And little, Death like, imminent. little smiling poop emojis. Correct. And maybe also, like, letters that spell out the name of your ex you're still in love with. Absolutely. I think all of this is very viable. But I like the idea of having some kind of almost pavlovian reward for mm. your mood makes me think of those toys that i grew up seeing ads for on television and could never have bionicles like uh no, not bionicles. that's the only toy that came to mind from my i childhood. had plenty of bionicles ed i'm not a, a loser i'm glad to hear that uh no i'm thinking more of like the um that 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 branch that whole huge branch of kids toys that were like diy things where they would they'd sell you the one thing but then you had to get like top-ups for the materials you know like sticker printers and um and like babbleless crazy braid <laughs> you know or like the bead machines that make little yeah i get you the things that require some kind of extra capital to make sure it was a fucking play-doh og Anything that Do you remember those things, things like the Harry Potter sweets factories? Oh, yeah. I always remember these whenever movies came out. They're these crap toys where it's like, pour in the magical syrup and it becomes a gummy treat. Yeah, pour in the sugar and then pour in the water and then let it sit for a while. Congratulations, you've made jelly. Oh, do you remember those aliens you used to grow in water oh, things man, like that there's great. all kinds of weird childhood toys that just wouldn't be allowed now i spent so much time trying to make them have babies and they they didn't can they have babies do you ever see monkeys Sea monkeys were living things, and I have killed many many thousands of sea monkeys in my what time were they though i'm gonna look this up now what the hell were sea monkeys they're just little like microorganism boys they're like the smallest you can get before you're like bacteria well apparently they're a product invented in the 1950s they're an artificial breed of brine shrimp there we yep. go there it is there it is we committed the same crimes to brine shrimp that we have to dogs blimey well you can't grow dogs from small powder and water not yet anyway <laughs> not yet is that our next idea <laughs> Maybe that's it Oh my god, that would be amazing. Grow your own dog. <laughs> it's a dog, but it comes in a little dib-dab packet. <laughs> That'd be great. Iman on the Discord suggested a coffee machine that makes cocktails. What you mean there is a cocktail machine? Yes. A cocktail. Yes. <laughs> I like... So nothing but, like a coffee machine. <laughs> that's not a thing yet, though, right? We can invent that. You kind of remove the need for cocktail waiters there yes we're killing off one, one entire service industry and quite a flashy one if they do the throwing but isn't that our job as technologists and futurists to make humans obsolete in every way yeah i mean i thought our job was to make sure nobody had a job in the future Kind of, but my, uh, like, whilst I love this idea of it, it would probably just be a nice way of picking your cocktail and stuff, the problem I have is I lose my rag at Waterloo Station when old people are trying to order a ticket, and that's really basic. Mm. So when you know the drink you want, how long is that going to take people to click the things they want, wait for it to pour, pay for it? More... Is it going to take much longer than a bar, with... or is it going to be quick? In my mind, it's more of a home appliance than like... Uh like self a, a public vending machine in a pub you know because i think the licensing alone on that's going to get dane just going to be a, a whole load of red tape 
So what you're saying is you but want a very have... small cocktail dispenser for your living room slash kitchen. Yeah, if I could just have a little thing and there's like canisters in the back that are like bourbon, vodka, Kahlua, uh, <laughs> a different kind of vodka, tequila, <laughs> flavoured whatever, syrups, uh, um, grenadine, uh, sours, egg whites, you know? Right. It's just all these canisters in the back, like, and you get, get top-ups for the things that you really like, and then based on what's plugged into it, what it knows it's got, like, in the in the toner cartridges, you know? Right, it's like a printer it can, now. Okay. It gives you a selection of, of uh, cocktails it can mix, and then you press it, and you know the hideous noise that a coffee machine makes when it's, like, it has to go through the whole process of, like, grinding the beans and then pressing it down and then doing that. Sure. It's, like, all of those sounds, except also it's, like, tinkle of, like, a thing stirring in the glass and um, ice being crushed and uh, somebody, like, shouting at the back of the bar. Maybe it's got some sound effects to make you feel right. at home. What, no, to, or to not make you feel at home, but quite the opposite, to make you feel like you're out of the pub. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I just wake up in the morning and be like, oh, you know what? White Russian. And then it's there. Are you a morning drinker, Chris? Um, No, not really. I was going to say, you don't strike me but as a I morning white Russian. Well, yeah, you would be if you had one of these in your house. I would be if I had one of those. Do you have a catchy name for this cocktail dispenser? No. I've got one. Okay. Quick tail. Give me a quick tail. Just so that happens quick. It's a cocktail, but quick. Oh, that is Because you good, can just press it? a button. I don't fuck around with these names, Chris. Let's go for another one. Oh, I've got one for you. Iman again. Human biology soldering gun. Ooh. Now, this already sounds like a kind of abbreviation from a Marvel movie. But a human biology soldering gun would be amazing. A question I have for you. Why can't the human body regrow things? I'm sure there's a really basic answer for that, but like when you cut off the lizard's tail, it grows back. Okay, so when you cut off my arm, why can't that grow back? Why can't arm grow back? No, I get you. I feel you. Okay, it goes. It's a, all about evolution, right? So you know we're uh, descended from dinosaurs. C yeah, sure. Yeah, and you know um, things that grow back are descended from worms. Anything that's like anything that's able to like repair itself like that is descended from little bugs in the ground, and anything that well, arguably not. Arguably, it goes right back to cells, which birds, means hey, who's the scientist? Huh? I mean, yeah, shut your mouth, okay? Sorry, Chris. Birds, cats, cow, uh, horse, snake. Where's this going now? <laughs> You're saying animals now? All these things. Descended from dinosaurs. Dinosaurs couldn't grow back, could they? Hit by a meteor, didn't grow back. You've... But the worms did. <laughs> You've raised a solid point that I can't argue with, Chris. Exactly. As cause, we, you can trace our lineage all the way back to the T-Rex, okay? So let me, let me get this straight, is. let me get this straight. Your response to my question of why can't arms grow back on people is because the dinosaurs didn't grow back. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. The, am I am I right saying that that is your answer? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying because that's the, that's just facts. And if you disagree with me, you're a creationist. <laughs> Back to Iman's point of human biology soldering guns. I actually think that's a good idea, isn't it? It's just the idea of reattaching nerves and stuff through a quick I like solder. it. 
Because we got to do a lot more research on stem cells and shit. We do. But I think we could probably get that get that in the pipeline, call up Elon, and get get a, a little gun that just, like, squirts out human goo. <laughs> I've you know, just, like, human goo that can kind of just be anything and is waiting to be programmed. You know, that's what stem cells is, right? Are religious people still anti-stem cell? I remember there was a movement to try and stop stem cell research for I some time. I don't know. I don't really hang out with that many religious people. No, but it's one of those I, things I'll, you read about in papers or something. I could go to a meeting and ask them. Yeah, maybe try that. I think a soldering gun is a good idea. How it works, I can't tell yeah, you. Yeah, I think we. I think the R and D guys would have a have a problem with that because again, they're not bio. They're not strictly biologists. I think we. It would cost too much, and take too long, and our company would be in the ground by the time we got anywhere. Which is actually taking us full circle back to your bed idea from the beginning. Yeah, man. It was in the ground. I'm so, still thinking about that bed, and I'm not looking forward to sleeping in mine, which has just no. taken recently to becoming a puddle. Are you homeless now? <laughs> no. You realize you're sleeping in a I'd puddle I'd be cooler if I was. <laughs> um, Vimlopop had another fantastic one on the Discord. He just said, GIF paint. That's the same one I've got written down here. I think that's fantastic. Gift paint? Are you kidding me? I would... Oh, I would love that. Dude, imagine covering trains in gift paint. Yeah, so it's got to be some kind of, like... Um, I'm thinking, like, almost like the kind of... Like a crystal display on a watch, or, like, the stuff that they make that... Uh, the kind of paper screens out of on the Kindle and the Kobo and whatnot. Sure, kind of e-ink. Yeah, like a kind of e-ink thing. So it's not, it's like, I think the hardest technological thing to get over is turning it into liquid. If you wanted to literally be able to, like, paint with it, that's a hard one. Yeah, you need something that's going to, obviously, in its liquid form, not be that product. But when it solidifies and is in contact with other solid forms of that, then it becomes... People are making headway into nanopolymers and and um materials that can kind of mesh together no matter how how much there is or or how they are like joined there is research in that kind of field happening so maybe we talk to those guys yeah get them on the phone see what they can do about we get it we we make to we make a kind of polymer that a kind of a, a material that we can that meshes together like once it dries it forms a a rigid structure and then maybe it can it conducts ooh, ooh yeah maybe then it ooh that's how you do it that's how you do it ed it conducts electricity and you then it's not the thing itself that's generating the movement it is something that you attach to it is just like sending a sending a pulse sending like waves transmitting information through the surface of it that's how you do it. That could work actually. Yeah. Just it requires small amount of current. Yeah, you put a little like put a little um USB stick in the bottom of the wall or you connect a, a, your laptop to it and suddenly your whole wall's like a little screen. Think what's possible, Chris. Oof. I'm thinking about it. Blue J Fio on the Discord suggested fake cars to give the impression of cars. <laughs> so- Sorry, hang on. He does elaborate. Do you, do, do you just mean empty cars? <laughs> I think he's feeling. He means more like a hologram, maybe. He goes on to explain 
like that heron statue you have next to your fish pond. Yeah, so just empty cards to scare other cards away. (laughs) Right, to make an area seem overly saturated with parking. Yeah, exactly. See now, okay. So I just I just drove to and from Cornwall this weekend. Why? I didn't drive. How else would you get there (laughs) for the wedding? I uh, I. And I don't drive, so I was a passenger the whole time. I see. And I get a bit nervous as a passenger sometimes because the the thing is the thing about other cars on the road is sometimes they get kind of too close to you. <laughs> right. Right. But they wouldn't get close to you if on all sides you had like an entourage of other cars. It's a good point. It look if it looked like you had four or five cars in like a convoy. Uh, like a presidential uh convoy looking thing sure they're not going to go anywhere near you they might get close to one of the holograms you do have a good point but that's that's still like a whole car away from you the problem is this prevents you from going into say the fast lane and kind of does restrict you to the middle lane does it does it ed cuz well yeah hear me out okay go on because I don't think it does. I think that when <laughs> that when you when the lanes merge down to just one, and there's one of those big barriers in the middle of the road, maybe the hologram car just does like a sick ass stunt. Right, <laughs> right. It like does this like crazy looking flip, and it becomes a transformer for a split and then second. disappears. Right now, you're you're selling me on this a little bit more now. Yeah. If that happened every time I tried to overtake in the fast lane, that'd be magnificent. By the way, can you drive? No. This explains why you're nervous in other people's cars then. Because I can drive, and I'm not nervous in other people's cars. Mm. I'm nervous if I don't believe they're a competent driver. Or yeah. But here's the thing: is I, I, if, if someone gets in a car with me, like I don't drive quickly, but I like to leave a traffic light as quickly as possible. For instance, so I go, I'm straight out of there. Because that's a green light. Go. You're holding up everyone else behind you. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, you know what really bugs me? Let's go off on a little tangent then, shall go we? Go on, we're Chris. complaining about people's behaviour. I'm happy with this. Do you ever see people... I was talking about someone the other... Talking about this with someone the other day, and they didn't get why I was, got so up about it. Do you ever see people on public transport, and the answer is yes, obviously, on trains and shit, who, when the train accelerates... They trip over a bit. Yes! Oh my god, I've ranted about this so many times! It's... We have been using locomotives for centuries! You must know that when something goes from stationary to mobile, that there's a shift in it your gravity. Prepare! Not... For God's sake, hold on to something! Hard. It does my head in every time! It's not difficult to ride a train. It is not difficult to stand on a train. You know how to stand on a train? Yes. Face sideways. With Face your legs 90, parted. Fuck 90 degrees to the direction of travel. You get on the, like, facing, you get on the train, you stay facing the direction you were when you stood on the platform. Like, it's like a surfboard or a skateboard. Hang 10, motherfuckers. <laughs> Hang 10. I don't understand how people in 2018 don't grasp how things like that work. Again, I just expect that little bit more from society. Yeah, and the but for great, some reason, the, they don't give it to me. The, the ultimately, though, the what makes it so f- unforgivable 
is that at the end of the day, if you like know that you're someone who can't balance on a train, just hold on to something. Just hold on to the th- one of the things that are like bright orange for you to hold on to. Do you ever stand there, obviously braced as you would be, being a sensible yes, human being? Yes, because I know how but, trains work. But do you watch uh, someone else who's maybe come on and put their bag down? Mm. Do you watch them bend over and start doing something in their bag and think this train is starting within the next five seconds? And if Ooh. I don't see you stand upright mm-hmm. and grab a hold of that handrail. I'm going to push you over myself. As they get on the train, I can size people up. I can tell which ones are going to trip and which ones aren't. If they're standing near me and I'm sitting down, I, like, move my feet out of the way because they're about to break my toe. Yeah, I agree. And then, and then, lo and behold, lo and behold, their fucking stiletto goes right into the ground where my toe used to be. Ooh. And it would have just gone straight in. You were about to die, kill me. Because you don't know how to ride a train. Do you know what? To bring this back more on point, Valerie made a relative, well, kind of a relatively interesting <laughs> sure point on the Discord. you don't just want to make a, a podcast called How to How to Stand on Trains? Well, I would argue about this for hours. <laughs> However, actually, Valerie's recommendation does bring me back to the rant we've just been having, which is a soundboard, but telepathic, so you can say something self-deprecating to someone and then you'll both be able to hear the Price is Right losing tuba sound or something. <laughs> but what I like is rather the idea of having, like, the gentleman who's walking behind you is too polite to tell you to move, but you're walking quite slowly, and could you just stand to the side for a second, just because he'd really like to get past. I need that Ooh. going into the person in front of me's I brain. Like that. Or, because otherwise, I've actually, like, <laughs> you don't know me in a stressful situation yet, Chris, but I am super impatient. Very impatient I'm with everything. getting that impression. And I've made, I've been known to actually make noises behind people who move too slowly. <laughs> like, like an alarm, kind of going like, ah, like, why aren't you moving fast enough? Like, <laughs> this worst. is really annoying. It, like, honestly, it, it, I'm surprised I haven't had some kind of stroke on public transport. Was that, a su- was that a suggestion from Valerie, did you say? I did say that, she's yeah. She's on fire, and uh, she's on fire because I wanted to bring up uh, another one of hers. Go on. Which is kind of related. She said, language, but it's scream-based. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you mean- which is what you're already describing. Do you mean text- wait, 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 screen-based or scream? Scream. Like, ah! Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So like, now, okay. Now, that on its own, I don't think that like gets us there, right? Okay. Because we're not linguists. Sure. Because we're already chemists and physicists. <laughs> we are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it did get me thinking, like, sometimes maybe you want to scream at someone, but you don't have the energy. Right. You don't want to hurt your vocal cords or whatever. So what if you had a device that had learned your scream? Maybe you've taught it with a series of samples, your screaming voice. Oh, so it just uses and, your waveform and then, form you and then just, formants, like kind maybe of Maybe you can it. just okay. whisper into it. Oh, so and then like it sh- you, Oh, right. You want to? You want to? Uh, you're like fuck Robert from the from the office down the ro- down the hall has m- fucked up. He's lost a, lost your account, lost you millions. Was you you paid you buzz him in, Robert? I'd like to see you in my office. And then you get you like get out your little box, your little screen box. And and Robert comes in, he's shaking, and you just whisper into the little box, Robert, <laughs> you have 
disappointed me, and you have brought this company to its fucking knees. <laughs> and then the box, in your voice, shouts it at you. Goes, Robert, you've disappointed <laughs> me. <laughs> you brought this company to its fucking knees. I like this idea, or a kind of type one, like one of those easy speak things, but you type it out and it screams it at people. That'd be amazing. How terrified is Robert going to be in those few moments where you're whispering almost incoherently into a little yeah, thing Yeah, he's in like, the pocket? what is happening? And then it's, it's screamed at you screen. through speakers. Oh my God. Because he knows, because he lives in a world where this invention exists. He knows what's coming. I really like this. And he's powerless to stop it. <laughs> i love it i think that's great i really like that i think maybe there's a real market for that and it technologically relatively feasible right we use we use the uh like machine learning uh, natural language systems that google and amazon and whatnot have and siri right and whatnot we take all of that technology which is only getting better and better and better we we add to that the forbidden adobe software where they can like manipulate people's voices almost perfectly yeah shit they can't allow that that shit they're not allowed to release because everyone would do fake interviews with trump oh yeah and we use it to to uh shout at people that we don't like wouldn't you rather apply this to your own sat nav because i would i'd want to overwrite like my partner's voice notes if that was the kind of thing that they used for their car for instance i would steal their phone and instead of it going turn right i'd be like right right turn right and i have it shouting at them i think that's assault what i think you'd probably kill that person if it was a surprise if it yeah i guess like, it could firstly, go a bit i don't south. want i'm already stressed on the road so i don't want the sound <laughs> you don't want to suddenly be like oh i left but i i think the scenario where you're describing where you steal someone's tom tom and then you secretly replace the voice so the next time they're going on a drive it starts <laughs> shouting at them i think that's a one-way ticket to them careening into a ditch okay fine maybe the shout is a bad idea <laughs> but what about something more sinister like, like maybe even a thought like, oh, Dale's got a great ass. Just end something. <laughs> Dale's then they got don't... a great ass. <laughs> I mean, obviously being shouted, it would be better. But I like the idea of it kind of being whispered to them. And then they don't know what it was. They don't go, what was that? They just suddenly go, did I think that out loud? Or was that like, did I hear that on the radio? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so you take it. You take this idea and you turn it, you make it into like a, the, this is where the money is, right? You turn go it on. into like a social app. You turn it into like an add-on for iMessage. You can whisper into your phone. And when it reaches the other person's phone and maybe they have absolutely no choice it shouts at them maybe they have no choice over it even if their phone's on silent it screams from the other end the second they open the message it ah! screams your message at them now that is a great idea i really like that i idea. like that a lot obviously they'd have to like opt into it when they download the app well do you have a google home i do because there's that option you could do where you say hey broadcast and then it goes what would you like your message to be and so you just say say whatever or you type it in and then it broadcasts that message to every single one you have connected to your network really so i've done that oh yeah did you not know this what if you say does that only work with android devices 
No, it works with anything. It's it's to do with Google Home. Like, if you've got what? a Google Home, if you say to it, broadcast, it'll then go, what's the message? And you can, if you're using your phone, or even if you're using, like, the home thing, it's recording you, because it's got a mic. So it'll just record you until you stop speaking, and then it'll send it. So mm. I had to, this morning, ask my housemate to fetch me a towel. Because that's, I was, I suddenly looked to the side and was like, That's a very good oh, use crap. of that feature. No towel. I'm going to tap my phone and ask Harry in the other room to get me a towel. I probably mm. could have just called him on the phone, but this is a way more inconvenient way that's slightly creepy. So we start off with the little box, right? Maybe it's just like a little box or an app or something that we, I think we kickstart this. I think so. Because I think, I think, now I haven't run, I haven't had time to run the numbers, but I think if we put this on Kickstarter, we will make two billion dollars. Two billion dollars? Two billion dollars. Two One big billies. Billion. I think that's probably fair enough. We yeah. We probably do something with that amount, right? Yeah, big willy style. We will make a, a, a shit ton of money on Kickstarter because who doesn't like it's a perfect pitch little box that shouts what would you call this a shout box it's a little box that turns you it's whisper to shout it's it's whisper shout <laughs> that was the worst bit. <laughs> it's whisper to guy. shout it's Clearly, whisper okay. shout three for three for three now i am not good at names See, I would love to hear that. I'd love to hear that exact wording you just used as the over-the-top JML scripted advert. It would just be great. But I, I think that you've probably got something there. Yeah. So we, it starts off as, as a Kickstarter. Then once we've shipped the initial thing and we've done the day one patch, because obviously it won't work straight away. Sure. Um. Then we we it's like also a mobile app. We transfer that functionality to mobile app we get the iMessage integration we get the whatsapp facebook endorsement we get the guys who designed the business fish emojis absolutely they to need do to do the artwork for the facebook version for the facebook messenger plugin and da damn daniel damn it's, daniel that's it's going viral back that's at going it again super viral it's going to be the new that first time that snapchat did face filters yes god do you remember those days it breeds a new type of a whole genre of videos like like prank videos go nuts on youtube like we're gonna get so much free publicity we are there's a lot of avenues we can plunder we can even go down the influencer avenue prank videos react to this get your grandma to whisper into your whisper box tag I don't know if I like the name Whisperbox. That's a that sounds deeply into it. it. I'm not sure I like no, it. That, that, that actually, I said it and I got a, a little chub. So and that's not what we're going for. No, no. Whis Whisper shout. Whisper. <laughs> does what it says on the tin. Whisper shout. Whisper that becomes a shout. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. But that like, there's gonna be the like grandma uses my whisper shout tag. And she like you you unwittingly get your your lovely old nanny to talk into the phone and then it sh and then it blasts it back at her and gives her. Can a heart you attack. change the shout? So can we have it like a cockney? Well, if it's so, it sounds aggressive. I like guess if you have your lovely grandmother go, "All right, darling," and it goes, "All right, darling," or do you it, have it go, "All right, darling," and it goes, "All right, darling." 
if it works the way I imagine it working, which is that it you have to train it using your own, like you do one session of shouting yourself, right? And it and it it gives you like you have to shout like quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog and a bunch of other things, and it like we've come up with like the ten phrases that it needs to understand how you sound when you shout. Okay. And then it takes that and it has a then it has a bank of what you sound like and it builds everything from then on out of those sounds. So if you could record it, if you can record it, you can then transform into it, I guess. But if it's and maybe ooh. Ooh, what's happened there? You've had a you've had a thought that stopped you. Maybe we also sell sell voices. Ooh. By Pierce Brosnan now. But it has to be shouts, because I think if it's not shouting, then we've lost the essence of the idea. Is this going to affect parenting in the long run? <laughs> because if you don't have to yell at your kids anymore, parents are going to be a lot less stressed. Those kids are going to be a ner- like a bag of nerves. but <laughs> They're going to be a bag of nerves. Cause at any... The parents are going to be fine. My grandfather rest his bones my grandfather on my dad's side was one of those stoic quiet men right who never really raised his voice but when he was when he was angry you could tell and he was quiet angry oh the worst kind of anger yeah. the kind of your mother and i aren't angry we're disappointed kind of anger. now from this 100 percent changes that dynamic forever because you can have the best of both worlds your dad can be quiet, angry, and but also be loud, furious, and his little box is doing the shouting for him. I think we've really got something here. Whisper shout. It changes everything. It cha- whisper shout changes, <laughs> changes, changes now. Changes really. office dynamics. <laughs> scare your subordinates like never before. It changes. It changes parenting. Scare your children like no- never before. Oh, it improves teaching. No more whispering in the classroom. It improves teaching. Scare your students like never before. (laughs) I adore this. I think we've got a fantastic idea here. Whisper shout. (laughs) Whisper shout. And the the ads, right? Let's just, you know, have a little... We should consider marketing just briefly before we wrap things up. Absolutely. The... Obviously, the brand logo it's stylized with whisper all in lowercase and shout in uppercase natch or do you do you want to be do you want to be kind of controversial and do it the other way around we could do it the other way around that would also be good because the point is this this product does things the other way around but also and here's here's something i'm just not willing to budge on at at all go on (laughs) is any time that we have like a radio or television spot Anytime it is verbally spoken, the name brand is spoken, they have to contractually say it like, whisper, shout! Oh, right. That would now, that would be amazing, especially if you give it to any radio stations who are doing some kind of free giveaway. Yeah. We sponsor a bunch of the, we sponsor all the top podcasts, WTF. Look at the car accidents we're going to cause. We get Mark Maron to say it, but like in the notes, in the contract, it says like, you have to do that. And then we get to hear all of our favorite podcasters do that. Whisper, shout! 
<laughs> the next program you're about to watch is sponsored by Whisper Shout! This American Life is brought to you by Whisper Shout! <laughs> I think it's easy to remember. <laughs> that was actually the last time I'd ever speak to him. The following phone call I received was to tell me that he had committed suicide. This episode of Serial was brought to you by Whisper Shout! <laughs> oh, imagine using it in a library. Fuck. I love it. I'm a big fan. It it ticks everything I need as a tired, tired, hot, sweaty boy. I, I agree. I think we've, uh, we've managed to save people from the future. I need an injection of chaos into the world. And, and there we go. Whisper Shout is your chaos for the year. Can we can we not come up with a better name? I kind of like Whisper Shout. Now you've saw, I, I mocked it originally, but now I kind of like it. It's grown on me. Okay, then it's, that's it. Whisper Shout. Do you guys have a cunning name? Then be sure to leave us some kind of comment on the Discord. Uh, that does happen sometimes. That happens. People people listen to the episode and then they're just like, "You missed a really obvious one." Like, dude, yeah, I know, but it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> yeah, screw you. <laughs> I'm like a computer, okay? I get less efficient. Exactly. Uh, let's wrap it up there, shall we, then? Um, you gotta go. Uh, you, you could, we're causing too much noise. It's it's half eleven at night, and people have work to go to, apparently. To turn us our sweat fans back on yeah it's time to aim it back at the junk and cool yeah, down another gotta few degrees cool my legs and my, my inner thighs are very but thank you for having me chris this has been a very fun podcast once again and i think Absolutely. we've uh, with whisper shout we've managed to definitely definitely yeah, change a bit whisper of society shout is going to change the world i think so in a number of ways both volumely and in other it, it's, ways it's going to have a volumetric effect <laughs> It really speaks to me. Yep, I see what you did there. It's... I need a third one. Come on. <laughs> nope. Nope, nothing. You got nothing, nope, have you? gone. Okay. Uh, that was... Uh, uh, I will save you from the future. Thank you for listening. Uh, Ed, can, where, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at youtube.com forward slash GameHogGames. They can also follow me on Twitter at GameHogGames, or they can follow my personal Twitter at Ed Templer. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HelloIamBing. Uh, you can find me on YouTube by searching my name, Christopher Bingham. Also, a little plug here just for the end of the episode. This might be the last episode just for a little while because um, I'm doing a lot of traveling. I'm going on holiday the next week. And then after that, I'm going to Fringe Festival in uh, Edinburgh. Blimey, for the show uh, that you're the doing, the whole yeah. of August um, with a show called In Addition, uh, which is part of Underbelly. I composed the score for a play, which is something I've never done before, and it's been incredibly, incredibly rewarding. I might even throw a little bit of the music in the end of this episode to whet your appetites. Ooh, yeah. Exciting. Instead of the usual outro, maybe I'll throw in some... Some, I'll be ch super cheeky and throw in some uh, music from In Addition. Cause it, now that's promotion. That is promotion. It also works because the, the piece itself is set in a kind of near future and the music is very dystopian, very inspired by the kind of 80s film music of people like Vangelis and also like modern dark R&B stuff. 
um it's it's some of the i think it's some of the best stuff i've ever made well, hopefully people will be able to come and check that out at the edinburgh festival uh yeah so th this episode by the time this episode goes out the preview shows will mostly have happened there might still be the bedford fringe uh date to come up on the 18th of this month july um but then all of August from the 2nd to the, I think, 26th or 7th, um, we are, uh, the play is running every day at Cowgate uh, as part of um, Edinburgh uh, Fest Festival Fringe. So yeah, that's where I'll be and that's what I'll be doing. And it may be the reason that there's not uh, a regular podcast for a little bit until I get but look forward Set to the up. next episode because it'll be a belter. Yeah, I'll try. We will. I will have my equipment with me in Edinburgh. So I, I am hoping to record one and maybe even have a special guest or two. Goodness. Um, but it's a question of when in the timetable I'm able to fit it in and when I get like the apartment that we're renting to myself so that it's quiet. That's a good point. There's lots of variables. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of play it by ear. Um, but yeah, that's a little update. And if you're in Edinburgh or you um, are listening to this and it's not yet the 18th and you want to go to the Bedford one, uh, check out my Twitter and there'll be ticket links and details. Cool. Uh, until next time. Keep quiet. Yes. There stay, it is. Stay quiet. Stay quiet. <laughs> that sounds really sinister. <laughs>